It's a lucky thing I do crisis management. I've lost track of the number of times I've been called in to help when a simple conversation with a stakeholder has turned into a major issue. Everyone's gone from calm to cranky pants in about two and a half milliseconds. And what that normally means for the project is they've got a fair bit of reputational damage and trust to rebuild, and that takes time. So why is engagement and consultation such a problem for some projects and organisations when it absolutely shouldn't be? Effective consultation and engagement are fundamental for developing ongoing positive relationships with the community and with stakeholders. Gone are the days of simply informing people of the outcome of a decision or a project. People expect if they're going to be impacted, they should be involved in that decision. When you include a range of perspectives, you can also improve the outcome. And I'll give you an example. A few years ago, I was working on a major infrastructure project that was completely disruptive and would mean major changes to the people that lived and worked in the area. The construction team had a deadline and a program, fair enough, time is money. Um, But by going to the construction meetings, I found that this was the best way to get a full picture of what was going on and to understand what the potential impacts were for our stakeholders. This was also an important opportunity to challenge the way the work was being delivered. On more than one occasion, by talking and providing feedback from our adjacent landowners, we were able to come up with a better way of doing things. So by involving the people impacted by the decision or the activity, we improve the outcome and reduce the risk of complaints. One of the key things to effective engagement is clearly defining what people can and can't influence. If a stakeholder can't change the paint colour of that new building, then say that, that's a non-negotiable. And that's our first tip. Having a clear list of negotiables and non-negotiables that people can influence or not influence. When you're trying to determine the level of involvement, it's also helpful to ask things like, why am I doing this? What are the aims of this engagement? Is it to tell people something or is it to get feedback? What's the time frame? What does the stakeholder expect? Is it just information or do they need to be part of the decision? And what about closing the loop? Do I need to provide feedback on the outcome? Asking these simple questions will help determine the approach and the tools that you use. And we'll talk about the engagement techniques in a future Think Pink podcast. It's always best to seek professional advice when developing an engagement strategy. But let's get back to basics with these simple steps. So step one, research and analysis. Set your goals and objectives, determine the purpose, identify your stakeholders and clearly define the negotiables and non-negotiables. Step two, plan engagement and communication. This phase includes developing a program of activities with the methods to be used, the budget and the resourcing. It should also anticipate any risks, issues or opportunities that need to be managed through the process. Step three, delivery of your engagement. So that means just getting out there and implementing the activities and monitor as you go. And step four, evaluate. Understand what worked well and not so well. And this will help you to continually improve. It's simple. Plan, do, check, review. And if you need help with your communication and engagement, think pink and get in touch. Visit maraconsulting.com.au.